Welcome to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Soprano. We're continuing our Tartan Talk series with Bill Amick, who, believe it or not, started his own golf course architecture practice in 1959. He has been a longtime member of the American Society of Golf Course Architects, and we're going to be discussing some of his ideas for getting more learners and beginning players involved with playing golf. But before we get going with Bill, we'd like to thank Better Billy Bunker for supporting this podcast. Better Billy Bunker is not only a huge supporter of the American Society of Golf Course Architects, it also supports a bunch of different industry efforts and initiatives. So thanks again to Better Billy Bunker for their involvement in this. Bill, thanks for joining us. How are things going and what are some of the projects you're working on right now? Well, uh, one uh, golf course architect, uh, Mike Beebe, and I are working in the kingdom of Tonga. They uh, have been awarded the, uh, the Pacific Games in 2019, and they need a good 18-hole golf course for it, for the golf part. And uh, that's what we're working on. That's one of them. You have worked a lot of different places in your career. I take it that's a, a new one for you. Uh, yes. Never worked in the South Pacific, but, uh, you know, they need golf like everyone else. What's the land like there? What's the golf environment like in the South Pacific? It, it's not very high elevation, uh, but, uh, no, it's uh, acceptable land, and uh, 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 we believe that we can uh, craft a, a, a very good playing golf course there. So you have a lot of neat ideas and concepts about getting more learners and beginners involved in golf and for them to have more pleasurable experiences on the golf course. And one thing I found interesting was on your biography on your website, I saw this quote, I want to see smiling golfers on the 18th green. What do you mean by that? And how passionate are you about, about that mission and approach? Well, it's a nice goal. As you know, that not every golfer is, is happy uh, with their round, no matter what the golf course is like, but still want to have, um, I think we have, should have more golf courses that are that are not strictly for high top caliber golfers. So uh, so that the uh, medium or um, not so skilled golfers can have a good day uh, out in the sunshine. And and especially uh, uh, people who are just beginning. Uh, you know, a, a championship golf course to them is <laughs> really tough. And so if they can. If they can uh, begin to learn and smile and have a few uh, uh, good shots and good holes, that that's uh, nothing wrong in that. How often throughout the course of your career do you get to sit at the clubhouse or on a patio or around the 18th green and see the reaction of golfers coming off the course? Do you get to do that a lot, or is that something a golf course architect doesn't really get much of an opportunity to, to do? Uh, I tell you that kind of the uh, uh, general feeling, I don't think it's just mine, but uh, uh, you work on a golf course, uh, you know, getting it designed and constructed and opened uh, for uh, uh, a couple or two or three or four or five years, and <laughs> it actually can kind of burn you out. And then, but then you, if you go away for a, a couple of years and then come back, kind of anonymously and, and, and walk around and watch golfers, you, you kind of uh, realize how it was all worth it. <laughs> the, the, the difficulty, the, the hard part uh, in permitting or, or uh, drainage and all the rest have kind of faded. And you're just glad to see people out there playing and enjoying it. And, and 
that that's uh, at least that's my greatest thrill is uh, uh, to to see that happening. Have you ever gone out on the course anonymously, maybe playing as a single and joined up with a group and picked their brains about the experience they're having without them knowing you're a golf course architect? Have you ever done anything like that? Well, I, it, it kind of happened that way, but uh, uh, you're, uh, we're all uh, we all have egos, and so it, it, it's kind of mixed uh, uh, pride and fear. You kind of worry about somebody criticizing what you thought was <laughs> a pretty good effort. But yes, I it's uh, it, it's good feedback. It, it, it's it's educational, uh, but uh, so uh, but. Uh, Usually, uh, and also, what's good is is if someone will send you a message that they, you know, found out you played, you designed their golf course, and and send you a complimentary message, and uh, uh, th- that's also that's it put, puts a smile on a golf course architect's face. So you've been doing this for close to sixty years now, and you're still coming up with new ideas and concepts. Explain your ideas for getting more learners and beginners involved in golf. Well, as I said, um, uh, regular or many golf courses are awfully tough for beginners. They, you know, they don't have the attention span or the dedication, and they don't have the shots. So um, smaller, easier golf courses uh, can be a real advantage to, to stimulating Keeping attracting new golfers, and <clears throat> one is a, is a idea I've come up with that, that I, I, we've tried it on a few driving ranges, but uh, um, haven't gotten it onto a full nine holes. But I'd like to see that happen. So you have ways to create this nine-hole course that's beginner-friendly and a learning course within an existing course. Explain how that can be done. Uh, we all know about. Uh, Winter greens up north to protect the uh, uh, regular greens in, in bad weather, and uh, we also know that uh, uh, when a green, uh, when a regular green is being repaired, uh, uh, it's temporarily t- temporarily taken out of play, and a, a temporary green is is uh, mowed out in front of the uh, and to the side of uh, a regular golf green, and so taking this. Uh, concept or this approach, um, a, a target green could be put out short of the regular green and, and to the side in the fairway area, and it mowed out so that, that beginning golfers, learning golfers could play to this target uh, green. This would be much easier than, than trying to put on a real fast green for them to hit over uh, bunkers, uh, uh, frontal bunkers, or, uh, and so this is, uh, in the general way, to, to make an easier course for them uh, before they're really ready to take on the full challenge of, of tough rolling greens and, and, and bunkers. So uh, I'd like to see this, uh, I think it's, it would be worthwhile to, to try this out and see how it, it works out with uh, uh, beginning golfers. This could be done. Uh, on any golf course, um, at, at little cost, and uh, uh, with little, with no inconvenience to regular golf or regular play. How would the 
target zones work? And would there be putting involved? Or at this stage of a golfer's career, would you just not force putting upon them? Uh, no putting would be needed. Uh, they could, of course, practice and work on their putting on a, on a practice green back at the clubhouse. But it would simply be a, um, it would be like a, uh, a target that is mowed out. The, there would be three scoring zones. There would be the outer zone, which would be mowed a little lower, not the same as height as the uh, uh, tees or the fringe. And then there would be a, uh, a second uh, uh, zone inside that, which would not be mowed, mowed the same way as the fairway. And then there would be an inner or center zone, which would uh, be mowed uh, the same as the outer zone. And... If, if a golfer, when a beginner, the ball stops in the outer zone, they, they add a couple of strokes to what they'd already taken. The, the next zone, they'd add uh, one stroke. And in the uh, inner zone, if they hit, if their ball stopped there, then uh, they would add no strokes. So it would still give them a score. They wouldn't have to put on fast, hard green or, or run the danger of damaging because of their inexperience and, and lack of knowledge. So it would, uh, there would be no putting uh, out on this uh, target course, but they would have a score and they would move along quickly because, as we, as we all know, the, the most delaying part, or the part of golf that takes the most time is, is putting and around the green. How would the teeing areas be set up? Would they be in the fairways, or would they be off to the side of the fairways? Explain that part of the golf course. No, they, they could actually be on the, on the most forward tee uh, because the, uh, the target being shorter than the green would shorten the holes anyway. So uh, either way, they could either use the most forward tee or they could uh, an area could be uh, uh, mowed out in the fairway. And, and so uh, that's, that's kind of optional. The... The main thing is, is the target be set up short of the greens and likely to the side. How long would a course like this be yardage-wise, and how long do you think it would take to play nine holes this way? Well, it would be uh, maybe uh, three-quarters of the length of, a, uh, uh, of the conventional course, even from the forward tees. And uh, the, the time uh, would be uh, reduced... Uh, probably in half, and with the limited attention spans of some beginning golfers, uh, uh, th this would be a real advantage. They, they wouldn't be out so long, uh, you know, playing around the golf, completing it, and so uh, this would be an advantage also. What type of maintenance considerations would need to be made for a golf course like this? Would it require a lot more maintenance for the superintendent and his or her crew, or would it be pretty straightforward maintenance? Uh, not at all. Uh, they already have the equipment. They're already mowing tees and, and uh, collars, uh, fringes uh, on these heights. Uh, so it, uh, once established, and, and it would not be any construction establishment. It would strictly be setting up these targets, mowing them out, uh, having a, a small pin and flag uh, in, the, um, uh, in the, the center of the target. Uh, there would be no cup, no cup changing, 
and uh, beginning golfers would not damage the greens, these these targets like they do greens. Could not uh, be like fairways. <laughs> How much fun would it be to design a golf course like the one you're discussing? And what what would be some things that would be going through your head while uh, looking at the land for a potential course like this? Well, um, <laughs> relatively easy. I uh, I could do it. I could go to a course and, and uh, set up nine holes in a, in, a, in a couple of days, establish the targets, the, the limits of it, and uh, really a, an easy design compared to doing nine or 18 holes on, on raw land because the, the, the grass is already there. It's just a matter of setting up these targets. What type of facility or client would you think would be interested in an idea like this, where where would it work and where might it not work? It would certainly work where there is a desire by the um, owners, professional who's in charge uh, to to stimulate beginner play. Uh, uh, easier than putting them out uh, beginners out with uh, regular golfers. So so I I think it could. Uh, uh, could work at many different types of golf courses, municipal, uh, public, even private courses. Uh, now, if, um, if any course, and I don't want to sound too negative, that any course wouldn't want these beginners even you know, out in any fairway or on any tee, uh, there, there, might, there could be resistance to that. But, uh, but any uh, uh, management which wants to, to, to bring new players into the game and, and give them a good start, that it seemed to work there. Mm-hmm. How long have, has this idea been simmering in your head? Was it something you've thought about your entire career, or was it something that you've just thought about recently? Uh, probably, for me, probably uh, five, six, seven years. Uh, I, it, um, I think as what really brought it to, to my to push my attention got my was about the year uh, about the century change 2000. Uh, we we all began to realize that play was dropping off. I mean the the, the numbers were going down, and so that uh, we may have been slow to to, to learn, but uh, you know it, it, the emphasis on how to bring more golfers into the uh, into the game, particularly younger people. Uh, you know, and so that's that was probably my um, stimulation. I, I designed a number of par three golf courses and uh, executive linked golf courses. But uh, uh, I, you know, the idea dawned on me: well, why couldn't we rather easily adapt? Uh, some of our existing golf course, full-length full courses, uh, so they would be more attractive to uh, beginners and learners. So that, that kind of came that way to me. Yeah, how important is it to take existing land and use it to benefit all golfers? And I think that's one of the key, right, is to make the most out of the, the 100 to 150 acres you're, you're working with, right, right Bill? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the... Uh, the interest of the club or the owner or the city, yeah. Uh, so it's uh, you're trying to uh, have a, a pleasant place uh, that that all type of golfers could enjoy. Um, 
some of our noted championship golf courses uh, seem to get a, a lot of attention, and, and they really they do kind of favor the, the skilled golfer because <laughs> to most other golfers, middle-high handicap golfers, they're, they're awfully tough. So, so this, uh, this concept that I just mentioned is, uh, uh, you know, hopes to kind of spread the, spread the fun among a greater range of the population. What do you think discourages people most about golf when they're beginning it? it it's pretty well established that the, the uh, well, you, you've got to build up a certain amount, a certain level of skill in order, uh, or it's very discouraging to hit any kind of shots. And no person likes to go out and have a 10 on a hole and because, you know, it's, it's because of the lack of skill or the difficulty of the hole. So it's just a, um, and also, as we're all aware, uh, a lot of people just don't want to spend four, five, six hours uh, playing a round of golf. Golf course architect is, is always, most always looking for ways to, to, to spread the fun. When you started your practice in the, the late 1950s, were you designing shorter courses? Were you thinking about beginners, was, or was it, was it a different mindset in those days? Somewhat of a different mindset. Uh, the, most of them were were clubs, membership clubs, um, and then uh, in, in a few years there were more and more uh, real estate developments which had a golf course, and uh, uh, they wanted uh, they wanted the status of the course to sell housing. They wanted more frontage. Uh, the, the more it was stretched out, so. Uh, so the, uh, the emphasis was on, uh, a good while ago, big golf courses. <laughs> and uh, it's it, it somewhat shifted, at least in, in some quarters, in recent years. I'm sure you've probably heard the discussions about, about forward tees or using the interior, the driving range for short courses, or even some of the new designs, you know, building a nine-hole short course like the one at Augusta National or Pine Valley or some other places, do you feel those are the right steps? Do you feel the industry is starting to head in the right right direction, catering to golfers of all needs? Yeah, those were certainly uh, steps in that direction. But uh, I, don't th I, th I think the, the uh, uh, emphasis has still been too much on, uh, maybe that's a negative way of saying it. I think we'd, we'd be better off in the game and, and for people. For, uh, to, to have more opportunities to, for simpler, easier, faster to play, less expensive golf courses. So I, you know, I, and I've done a number of courses that have been used on the PGA Tour, and, and uh, so uh, which have to be, you know, as certain requirements. But uh, I, I think that uh, the, the game would be much better if we uh, had, uh, had more smaller courses. In fact, I'm doing a course I'm doing on a schoolyard, on a closed schoolyard in Willingboro, uh, New Jersey now, a par three, nine hole. Um, the, the school is, is closed and there's the grounds and uh, it, it's a nine hole par three golf course. And I think it will be, will satisfy a, a lot of people in that area to, to have that available. You've done a lot over the course of your career 
what gives you fulfillment at this point? What are, what are the things that excite you when you've been in a business and have had success in a very difficult business for such a long time? Well, I still get a thrill out of, uh, of routing a new golf course. Uh, uh, that's, uh, uh, whether it's a, a par three in Willingboro, New Jersey, or, uh, or one in Tonga <laughs> for international play. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's the process. I, I used to be, I, when I was younger, I, I started out as a teenager, a pretty good golfer, amateur golfer. But uh, as I got into uh, designing golf courses, I, I actually internally found that I enjoyed uh, routing and getting new golf courses built more than I did playing. <laughs> Although I had, you know, had my kick, I won a few little tournaments and but uh, no, I, I become, I, I still am fascinated by the, the process of, of creating new golf courses. What type of role do the, the golf course ar architects play to drive these discussions forward? How important is it for golf course architects like yourself to, to bring these ideas up to the general public? Not really general public because almost all golf courses, you have, a, you have the client, whether it's a municipality, a membership club or a real estate developer, uh, a military course, they, they usually have, they almost always have a concept of what they want. Sometimes you get to uh, influence them, uh, particularly if you feel strongly that uh, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not asking for what they really need. So it's uh, golf course architects still work for clients and, and, and the wishes uh, the, the buyer is still uh, you know, a king in the sense that uh, they ultimately decide what they want, what they are willing to, to pay for. So uh, uh, we have some influence, but uh, it, is the, uh, it is the developer of the golf course who has the last say. They are the buyer. Last thing here, and this has been a, a wonderful interview, Bill. Where do you think it's headed? Where, where would you like to see the game and golf course architecture and how clients think in the next decade? A lot of the things I've already said, yeah. It, I, I just think we need to have a better balance in the type of golf courses. It would be good for, uh, it would be good for, for golfers, for potential new golfers and uh, existing golfers to have uh, uh, courses that... Uh, that you know, an opportunity to have either a tough golf course if that's what they want and want to will, will willing to pay for, or or to fit the um, more of the, the the full range of people who like to get out and hit shots and and, and smile at the on the 18th green. Well, Bill, thanks a lot for taking some time to join us, and good luck with the project in Tonga and good luck with the project in New Jersey and congratulations on everything you've accomplished over the course of your career. Well, thank you very much, Guy. I enjoyed talking with you. I hope I've said at least a few things that make some sense.